Welcome back to the uh, program as we ladle on another bit of cheese, little November rain, GNR. I got an update on some news about Guns N' Roses anniversary coming up of that video. Uh, I like to keep my eye on the trends, what's going on, what's happening in the world. And this has just dropped on the New York Times, and I, I need to share it with you right away. There's a new trend happening at restaurants. It's called caviar bumps, caviar bumps in which a dollop of fish roe is eaten, not snorted, eaten off the back of one's hand. And this has become a decadent and naughty way to consume the delicacy at certain restaurants, fashionable bars, art festivals, and other showy gatherings. Got to hit a caviar bump. Oh, my goodness. What a time to be alive. Coming up uh, at September 10th, we have the Conservative Party of Canada electing a new leader, and we got the numbers, the leadership numbers, or rather the membership numbers. Uh, now Pierre Polyev's campaign says, hey, we've signed up more than 311,000 people. Patrick Brown says 150,000 memberships. Jean Charest says, oh, we got, we got enough to win. Tens of thousands, many, tens of thousands, many. Don't ask specifics, but we can still win. Tim Powers is a former conservative strategist and chairman of the consulting firm Soma Strategies. Uh, can I offer you a caviar bump? Alan, I'm from Newfoundland, and I don't even eat fish. I know that's further of a big, big, big expose on that. But listen, you got your guns and roses wrong. You should have played Paradise City. Come on, oh, for the what? conservatives to celebrate their supposed 600,000 members. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I, I'm with you. Uh, how much faith can you actually put in these numbers? I mean, they're not verified by the party. Well, you've covered a lot of campaigns. Uh, and as you know, you should always have a degree of skepticism. And the degree varies uh, with the campaigns that you're dealing with when they put out their own numbers, because they do that deliberately to to set a frame. I mean, the Polyev campaign with their uh, 311,000 wants to say, look, we're unstoppable and uh, trying to get people to jump out, uh, drop out. Brown is saying, no, there's a game to be played. And Trey is being... Uh, coy by not putting out any numbers but says he has a path to victory all of that uh to say i'm led to believe that this six hundred thousand figure is a near legitimate um people who have been talking to people in the party that i know and trust to uh, confirm that it's a it's a big number it's an astronomical number uh and for the conservative party they will be pleased with anything near that number anything over the last number will be positive for them so uh i, I think there will be a big number we'll probably have to wait a number of weeks before we get that number but in between we'll get framings of versions of that number to suit the various campaigns so then what's the strategy going forward here because you're locked into your number you can't sign up anymore we're past the deadline so now is it just trying to you know, elbow out the, those further down the list to say, you, you know, make sure that, you know, you encourage um, your members to mark us as second. You want to, you, you want to, if you're, the, let's start with the campaign. The Poly F campaign wants to create the sense that this is inevitable. You better get on board. Uh, today, we've seen two MPs, one who previously supported Patrick Brown, come forward and say, you know what, for the purposes of unity, for the purposes of greater good, let's get behind Pierre Polyev. So that's a small victory for them today. Uh, but Polyev wants to keep that push going, what they don't want to happen. And probably Patrick Brown is cautious about this too. They don't want to spend 
you know, it'll be six, it'll be eight weeks probably, Alan, before people vote. That's a long time. That's two provincial election campaigns in Ontario. Uh, A lot of people who've signed up will now hear arguments. They may see their candidate diminished. Um, Polyev wants to lessen that um, potential impact, as does Brown, by saying, look, we are the inevitable people and come on side with us. But you're going to see that. The credibility of candidates being challenged. You're also going to see, and this is the delicate balance, um, while criticizing out of one side of the mouth on the other side, saying, hey, if your candidate doesn't uh, win and it's not looking good for him, how about you be our second choice? Because what we've seen in the previous two conservative leadership races run like this, um, it's the second choice support that tends to get people over the top because no one has yet won a contest like this on the conservative side on the first ballot. How much of an impact are the results in Ontario going to have on this race? You know, seeing where Doug Ford has been successful, where the, you know, where Aaron O'Toole and Andrew Shearer just simply could not win. And this conventional wisdom, the argument would be, well, Doug Ford's not an ideologue. He fished from the center um, and that, you know, whoever the conservatives elect should walk that same walk. Uh, One would hope it would have some influence because the other part of that lesson is Doug Ford, though the popular support was the lowest in Ontario's history in terms of people who turned out for the popular vote, uh, who to vote, um, Doug Ford built a coalition, it appears. He attracted union leaders and groups that did that didn't happen before. I think there's obvious there's an obvious statement about if you grow an or to to win, you should grow an organization. You have to find new alliances. That is what Ford tried to do. Hopefully, whomever wins the Conservative Party leadership looks to do that. Uh, but as you have been covering it, you'll note how testy this has been, how personal this has been, and even yesterday. Um, you had members of the uh, Brown, uh, sorry, the Polyev campaign calling the Brown campaign liars. Uh, you have the Brown campaign saying the Polyev campaign is making up numbers. Um, that stuff doesn't go away overnight, and conservatives need to stop fighting conservatives at some point if they're going to appeal to a broader audience in hoping to win the next election. Hmm. Tim, we'll check in with you again as we get closer to uh, Election Day. I appreciate your, uh, your your insights again today. Thank you. And you play that Paradise City for me next time, Alan. That's <laughs> okay. what I want. Yeah, we'll cue that up for you, Tim. Appreciate that. Right. Tim Powers is a former conservative strategist and chairman of the consulting firm, firm Summa Strategies.